continuing in our conversation about justification, I want to just today posit some images, some realities about justification from the world in which we live. Now, I'm not sure that this has happened. It's purely hypothetical in my illustration, but if it has, it is purely coincidental. But imagine a man being guilty of heinous crimes. Maybe he's murdered or hurt women, children, the elderly. It's more heinous in our culture to think of someone hurting those who are less fortunate or weaker or helpless like children or the elderly or women. Imagine someone who has done great crimes against these people. There's great evidence against them. There's forensic evidence. There is biological evidence. There are witnesses. And the trial begins, and all of the witnesses show without a shadow of a doubt that this man is guilty of the murder or the harm of these individuals. The community is in an uproar, and they want justice. After all, justice is right. It is righteous to bring recompense and wrath and judgment and the consequence of violating the law. Now imagine this jury in 45 seconds brings their verdict of guilty, and they come along with it a recommendation to the judge that they believe the man should be executed for his crimes. As tears flow down the faces of the victims' families, the judge looks sternly into this man's eyes and says, Despite all that I see... Despite all the truth behind the evidence against you, despite the fact that there are people who have watched you break this law, I do not see you as a lawbreaker. As a matter of fact, by the authority of my bench, I declare you innocent of all guilt. You have not broken my law, and there is no justice to be had on your behalf. (laughs) Can you imagine something like that happening? Now, I'm not saying all of the statements that I made are theologically in line with the justification that we have in Jesus Christ, but for the most part, that is exactly what it is. God has judicially declared and decreed that those for whom Christ died, his elect, the church, the believing ones, his bride, however we want to call from the scripture that we are identified, God has justified us even though we are absolutely guilty. God has declared that we are not guilty of violating the law. So therefore, because we are not guilty, we will not suffer the consequence of the violation of the law, and someone in their right mind must say, what in the world would make this right? Now, some argue, well, God is God, and he can do what he wants to do. No, God can do what he wants to do, but God will always do that which is congruent with his nature, and he is wholly, completely set apart from all things. The creator of all things and the standard of his revelation to us is his law, and he also says in his word that every man has violated his law. Every person, every mankind is guilty of breaking the law, but yet being justified is as if we never have broken the law. So what in the world makes that right? Well, here's what makes it right. Because though God has decreed those who will be just before the foundations of the world, he satisfied the righteousness of this decree of the justification of the elect through the body of Jesus Christ. Jesus created Mary 
and her womb and the body in which he was born and out of heaven he stepped into this life he created for himself and he lived as truly man and at the same time having a second nature that was truly and eternally God. He lived obedience. He lived perfectly as a human being, never, ever disobeying the law of God, never living apart from the perfection of the requirement of God's holiness. He was completely set apart as a human being, perfectly, absolutely. His obedience did not stop just with what he did in his life, but it includes the culmination of his ministry in the death that he experienced on the cross. For Jesus in his flesh did not deserve to die, for the wages of sin is death, but not for the righteous one of God, not for the Lamb of God, not for the holy anointed one of God. He is not guilty of sin, but the elect are guilty of sin, but they are justified. So how is it that God then can be righteous in this declaration? And this is how, because he satisfied judicially his wrath by making his son propitiation, the satisfaction of his wrath, and put him on the cross and suffered him unto death. And in doing so, he is the just and the justifier of all who have faith in Jesus Christ. So this is an extra step of considering what it means to be justified before the Lord. This is a complete divine act of God whereby he is completely just, completely righteous, completely good in declaring his people justified before him because the guilt of the people of God have has been poured out on Jesus Christ. Therefore, the debt has been paid. We'll talk about that aspect of justification tomorrow. Are you listening?